Hello, good morning, everyone. Welcome to College Coaching Network, Social Spotlight Live. It feels like it has been so long. Yes. But we are super, super excited because this morning with us, we have the very beautiful Miss Jessica Nolet. She has agreed to take our 10 10 challenge. So Claude's going to ask her 10 questions all about her very first job, and then we'll get to learn about her current role. I will say that she is in the banking world. So we're going to dive in. Claude's going to start with the questions, and then we're going to get to know a little bit more about Miss Jessica. Yes, yes. So Jessica, thank you so much for coming out. We're excited about learning more about your story, but I need to find out, are you ready for the 10 10 challenge? Uh, yes, thank you for having me, and I am ready to see what I can remember from my first job. <laughs> all right, let's jump to it. All right, so you have 10 seconds, 10 questions, all about your very first job. So the first question is, drum roll please, how old were you when you worked on your first job, in your first job? 15. Oh, wow. Wow, you started pr pretty early. Was that legal back then? Yes, it was, and I wanted to buy clothes, so that's how I got it. All right, okay, okay. So what was your title or position in your first um, job? Ooh, it was really cool. I uh, made um, the onion rings at Runza, which is a fast food chain predominantly in Nebraska. So I was the ring girl. The ring <laughs> I had Runza. Runza is good. Oh, God. It is. Are they still open? Oh, yeah. They're mainly in Nebraska. There's one in Lawrence. Oh, wow. I think we that's the one I've been to, the one in Lawrence. Yeah, we, we may have to go down there and check them out. Okay, so going back down memory lane, how much money did you make in your first position as a ring girl? Mm, I I mean, whatever um, well, minimum salary was, that's what I made, you know, hourly. And then I worked after school a couple of days a week and I would go and make the rings. So, I mean, 15 hours a week on the high side times what six bucks five bucks i don't remember what it was back in 2000 ish oh wow you are young her first job was 2009 <laughs> <laughs> 2000 or 1999 it was i mean for 1999 i graduated high school in 2002 so i was 17 when i graduated so it was 2000. oh wow Okay. Okay. So, um, what were you working for? Like what, what goal were you trying to accomplish with your first job? Um, my mom said it was good for me to have a job and she said, you've got to go get a job. Um, but also I loved clothes and I loved going shopping. That was back when, um, going to the mall and just walking around the mall was a cool thing to do. So I needed money in my pocket to do that. Yes. Yes. So were you, a, I think I know the answer to this by what you just said, but were you a saver or were you a spender? Both, actually. Um, my dad always. My dad um, taught me how um, to, you know, do the where you actually used to write in your checkbook how much money you had and to log all that. Um, so I did like to save money, but I I like to spend it too. So I, I mean, a little bit of both. I had a savings and a checking account. Yeah, that's good. Dad, dad taught. So did dad learn that from his family, or where did you learn? Where did you get that? He get that principle from teaching you how the importance of saving. Uh, probably from his dad. I mean conservative Nebraska rancher, you know, um, but also attorney, stuff. like they owned a ranch, but yeah, that was my dad, my dad's dad. Wow. Yeah. I love it. So what was your biggest life lesson from your first job? Um, 
there are lots of different people that you're going to work with and they're not all going to look like you and think like you and um, especially in the fast food industry um, and just really accepting people for who they are and finding their strengths. Um, and also I think flexibility, just recognizing like you don't own it, you're not in charge. Like there's a schedule and you have to show up when your name's on that day. That, what you said was powerful, saying learning other people's strengths. It's, um, that's, that's very unique because so many people always wanna talk about their own strengths that they don't take the time to actually look at the strengths of other people because everybody around you offers something that can make the whole team better but sometimes we only look at what we bring to the table instead of them. So that that is powerful. Um, did you take a, a sack lunch or did you go out and buy lunch? I mean, I worked at a fast food place. I just ate lunch. <laughs> I think I got like half or something. I think I got half off or something pretty cheap. I mean, and I would they used to have little chicken nuggets that would look like dinosaurs. I love those. I love their cheeseburgers. I love the fries. I love the rings. I was very happy to eat there. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that is what my daughter is recently applying to jobs and she applied to Chick-fil-A and she said that they gave her free lunch. And that was a big part of what she's thinking about considering the job for. It's the perks. So, uh, exactly. Not the pay, but the perks, right? Um, yeah, I will say downside your hands smell like onions when you touch onions all day and you cannot get that smell out. Oh, wow. So what song best describes your first job or what song um, best, I guess, um, allows you to know, takes you back down memory lane? Best song? Mm-hmm. Ooh, golly. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think about what music was always playing there. It was always just like the pop station that played in there um you know so i don't have a song that makes me think of that job honestly um sorry i don't need an answer for that one okay so what song was popular during the time of your first job hmm I'm trying to remember okay tell me what was popular like right around like late 1999 early 2000. i would think something in sync that's kind of where I was thinking. I'm like Britney Spears and Sync. I think that was like about that time period. Yep, yep, yep. For sure. Yeah, definitely. 98 degrees. 98 yeah. degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now we're taking you back down memory lane, right? Right. Yes. Nick Lachey. Yep. All right. Um, and I, I guess my last question for you when it comes to um, your first job, what would you tell the younger you? about your first job? Because sometimes people get nervous when they interview or things like that. What, what advice would you give to the younger you about your first job? Um, your first job, I think it gives you the basic building blocks for just understanding how work works. You know, like getting allowances or whatever at home is so different than having someone have expectations of you that then you get paid for, or you get penalized for. It's just different. Um, but I think that was just really good. And I stayed there a lot longer than I ever thought I would. I stayed there my entire high school career. Um, you know, so from 15 to 18, I was there. And um, I think that was pretty cool also just to kind of learn different people, make different friends. Um, and um, 
I had fun. I mean, it's just a fun time. I mean, when you're 15, 16 years old and you're working a, a fast food job, it's just fun. And it's not stressful at all compared to jobs when you're, you know, 36 years old. Yes, Very true. I, I agree. So one of the things that we love, thank, so you complete the 10, 10 challenge. Good job. Congratulations. One of the things that we love to capture is just the story of where people begin from, um, because a lot of times you look on social media and everybody has all these glamorous pictures and they have these nice houses, cars, taking these vacations. And, you know, we don't always start out at that level. Right. We all have to start out from Genesis and then kind of move on up. Right. So um, now that you're in your career, kind of walk us through how you went from your first job and then into college and then from college. What lessons did you learn going through that experience? Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll stop and just kind of see if you can move us up to going from that first job into college. So from that first job, um, I went, went off to college. Um, then my I just did school for a little bit, but I always liked having a balance of college and a job because I just felt like, I don't know, there was some balance in life as opposed to, I'm all college all the time. And that's all I think about, that's all I do. Um, so having a small job. So I then got a job at Buckle um, and I sold clothes at Buckle. Again, I like clothes. Um, and so that was a good college job for me. Um, just. And then it also a nice way for me to be able to afford what I like because I got a good deal on my clothes. Um, and then I got an internship and I was doing business uh, and I got an internship um, at an event space and helped them. And that was an interesting one to push me on my bubble a little bit because I had to do things like go to other event spaces and see what organizations were having events um, at that event space. So then the, the sales team of where I was could call those organizations and try to get those um companies or whatever for future things so did that push me out of my shell a little bit more selling at the buckle pushed me out of my shell because you know that's commission-based and so you have to really you have to really work for it and you just can't sit there money just doesn't come at you right. um, and commission by any means and then um post-college um it was 2006 and so it wasn't the best time to get a job um, so I got a job doing uh, sales um, for a retail company that I did like the business side of the sales um, versus the consumer side. And um, I enjoyed being around retail products. I've always enjoyed retail products. Um, so then I went from there, moved to Kansas City, got a job at Kansas Sampler slash Rally House. It was not called Rally House at all then um, as the men's buyer. So I bought for women. KU won the national championship in basketball when they won the Orange Bowl. Um, we bought a lot of that apparel um, for that. So that was really fun. Um, I stayed in buying for a while, but then I moved up the food chain and then I was buying from China and from Pakistan and India. Um, and I didn't love that because I didn't have any connection to people at that point because all of my connection was via email and they wouldn't respond until the next day so i had to be very concise in my thoughts i didn't have a relationship with anyone and i realized how much i missed relationships and oh, so before you go further because that's that's yeah. good i want to unpack that that's good but real quick you have some kids right now because you, you glossed over how you got your first job in sales so you have kids right now that are getting ready to graduate in 2021 in may right, right right from college how were you able to leverage your education and all your hard work to get that first job like what did you do 
to put yourself in position to go for Because there's some kids that graduate from um, college and they don't have a job. Right, right. And they do work outside of their degree. So like, how did that, how did you get that to work for you? Well, I had a background in sales because I had done buckle. I had success. I had proven success in commission-based sales in that regard. So I knew how to sell. Um, I also, you know, am pretty bold. Um, and I've learned to be fearless through all of that. And so I had no hard time cold calling people um, and follow through, you know, is another big thing. And so just really demonstrating, hey, look, I was able to accomplish these tax, tasks in college. You give me a hoop of whatever size paper I need to have done by this day, I get it done and I get a good grade. So that follow through in college of just the papers that may not seem like it's um, actually going to get you into your job, but that follow through and jumping through those hoops is the biggest skill you learn in college. It's not the actual material, unless you're in engineering or medical or something like that, where, yeah, you need to make sure you know how to hold up buildings, but in business, you need to know how to achieve deadlines, follow through on the requests and be fearless and really think and just spend that time. And so if you can demonstrate that and then you can explain that in a way that makes sense to what the job description is, I think that's how I was able to get it was just kind of making that connection. I love it. And so what I'm hearing, I know Mika, you're hearing something too, so I'll back down, mm -hmm. but I'm hearing you had self-confidence, you knew your worth, you had a track record of working diligently and, and perfecting your craft. Um, you want to add anything to that, Mika? I heard something else because you talked about the transition from being, even though you worked B2B, business to business, you talked about the transition of then working with people that you didn't get to interact with and how you recognized that that was not the place for you. Right. Um, I think that sometimes students uh, or even adults don't take the time to assess what's really working for me or not. So can you talk about how you were able to maneuver even through that? Because sometimes we really miss uh, miss the mark where we realize how much our work impacts yes. our personal life. Yes. And knowing what works for you professionally and personally, I think is important. So can you kind of talk about how that transition worked for you? So I thought buying clothes was really cool. Obviously, I've said I like retail. I like clothes. That's obviously been a trend of my life. But that doesn't mean I like buying them professionally. Um, you know, so I had to take the allure of this job that sounded so cool of, oh, I buy from overseas vendors. And I look at and I get to decide, help make decisions on what clothing is in you know, um, it, my big clients were like Walt Disney, something that was, um, but decide help them find out what was on those boats or, or cause it was also cruise ships, sorry. But um, take that back and say, okay, but that's cool. But is that really making, is that satisfying my soul or what am I missing? I really miss that connection. So then really thinking hard of, okay, I don't like buying. I don't like yelling at people in another country saying you're making these too short of a shirt. You're taking too long you the color is not right like i spent so much time being negative um and being nasty in my opinion that i then said okay i'm done with that i want to help people i want to sell to people because that's the exact opposite of buying and i went and i got a job at valpac which is some like um advertising space in those blue envelopes people get in the mail um, yeah <laughs> it's, it's 
it's a hard job. That is a hard sales job. If you can do that, you can do a lot of sales jobs. I mean, you're calling nonstop. People don't want to talk to advertising companies like that. Um, it's a hard job. But, you know, I got my grit in that. And um, I got to hang out with small business owners. I realized how much I enjoyed the small business owners. Um, but that allowed, that job, switching, making that, job, that big jump um, really, really helped me find a place in sales to where then I could springboard from there. So real quick, I want to ask this question. You one is you can you can do something. You can say, OK, I'm comfortable here. This is what I'm used to. But then you did a self-assessment and said, I'm not getting um, the gratification from what I'm doing to be totally fulfilled. Right. So it's, it's one thing to acknowledge that. And we call that cooler talk. Like everybody's mad. Oh, I can't stand this job. You know that. But you went from cooler talk into actionable steps of change. And so how were you able to overcome the fear that often um, is crippling to people that causes them not to take those actionable steps? Because you could have actually said, I don't like this and just stayed in that situation anyway. But what made you push past that? Well, I, I knew I had done sales in the past and I knew I was good at sales. You know, I knew that I going back, I knew I was good at that. Um, also, at the time, I had just gotten married, so I had a, you know, a very supportive, still do, supportive husband who uh, said, take the leap, you know, like, do what makes you happy. And, you know, at the time, I wasn't making insane money anyway, so it's not like it was a huge, you know, hit and hurt to us for me to take that step. Um, you know, I was early in my career, uh, you know, if I felt like right now I needed to make a huge change because I did it back then, I know I would do it again if I needed to, just because I know the benefits that came out of it, you know, making big changes. I, you know, I made another huge change um, when I left the kind of marketing advertising space and went to banking. I thought it was going to be terrible. I thought banking was going to be horrible. Um, literally, I asked the recruiter because she called me offered you know offering the inter asking me to interview and I just said that sounds I wear Converse I wear t-shirts because I was in this cool marketing agency at the time but she's like do you get to talk to your small business clients that I know you can you enjoy and I said nope I don't because now my clients are bigger companies and I'm not dealing with the small business owners and I thought on that and I'm like okay that is a relationship I really miss and enjoy I'll give banking a shot it had really good PTO honestly like that the benefits were nice um, but then making that huge fearful leap there, just saying, okay, I can give it six months. I can give it a year. I hate it. I can go back to something else, but might as well give it that shot and see what happens. It was a huge leap for me to jump from that to this, but I love it. I've been enrolled for almost five years. I've had, um, a good promotion. Um, you know, I don't plan on stopping on my growth in the company and I've had success. So, and I love what I do and it's not boring. Um, I constantly break all the um, the glass by the little barriers around banking. What, how boring it's supposed to be, and I refuse to do that. Um, so I make it my own. I love it. Yes, because I was going to ask, what was the transition from this to banking? Because that is totally, totally two different worlds. Completely. Yes, but it's worth it. Like honestly, you don't have to love the concept of your job. You have to love how you do your job. You know, um, I love that. <laughs> that is, that is, that is shared. Man, so can you say that again? 
you don't have to love the concept of your job. You have to love how you do your job. So banking to me is never going to be this really cool, sexy job. It's not. It's banking. It's, you know, this big old ship. It's been around forever. Banking is, it is, but it's necessary. Every single business needs it. But what banking gives me is the opportunity to talk to small business owners, to talk to business owners from that are just started their company, that have been in business for 20 some 50 years, whatever, that are buying buildings, that are seeing growth, that are having fun changes, they're developing new technology and software that you've never heard of before. I get to surround myself with really cool stuff. I get to see my city as a collection of these really neat small businesses and no one else, well, not everyone, gets that viewpoint. So sure, banking is opening checking accounts and helping people get loans, but it is also connecting, developing relationships, playing a cheerleader for these business owners, connecting them to other business owners and feeling like you're making a difference in your community. I love it. That is awesome. I love it, man. So, I mean, and I'm passing over to you, Mika. No, go ahead. There's so many things that you said that you just unpacked. I mean, one, um, the, the, the one thing I just want to highlight before I pass it back to Mika is you took that leap of faith and you said, this is not serving me well. And I don't know if this is necessarily going to serve me well, but I'm going to take that leap. And then you found out that you got greater joy, but there's always another level that you can get to. And so you took another leap. And I just want to make sure that people can listen to Jessica's story because you built your faith muscle up. The first time you took that leap, I'm sure it was extremely tough. And the second time, I'm sure it was too, but you had a resource that you can go back to off of the first time you did it. And you thought in your mind, well, if I was able to do it then, I can do it now. And so you all have to learn that you got to take that first initial one. I think once you get, so I want you to see if you can just talk about, I mean, like to a, a young person now that they're like, I don't know if I should go away to college because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mama's boy like I am or, you know, whatever that may be. And they're fearful. Like, what could you give them as far as advice that can help them take that leap to go to the next level? I mean, you're not signing a contract to live there forever. You know, I went to I went to one school um, fresh out of high school and I, I, I made the mistake of I didn't search look at colleges hard enough. I did not put enough emphasis on that time. I don't know where that decision would have led me had I done that. Um, but I went to one college. I was there for a year. Um, it just wasn't big enough for me. I had gone to a really big high school and I went to a really small college. I love the small campus, the size of it. I love the fact that it was a Jesuit organization. Uh, I loved a lot of things about it, but it just didn't give me the diversity and it didn't, it just wasn't everything I needed. So I made a change after freshman year and I went to Creighton. And again, I had the Jesuit, I had the tight campus. I had a lot of that. I just had a bigger school. And in that case, it happened to be closer to home, but I did not stay at home. Um, again, I just, you know, you have to try it. You have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. If you choose to go to college and you're the same town as you, you're not experiencing stuff. Like you're just, you're just staying. And we have friends that, you know, went to college in the town that we grew up in, in Omaha, and they've never left. And, you know, they don't have the chief sports teams. <laughs> they, don't have, they, they haven't pushed themselves and they haven't put themselves in that boat. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable and pushing yourself outside of that. And if it doesn't work, you change. You don't stay in something just because it's uncomfortable, because you push yourself there, because you signed an agreement. 
or you know because you took that job because you chose that college you have to be true to yourself and always self-check and say am i happy was that the right choice what can i do to make it better or where do i need to where do i need to go man i love your story mika you gotta take it home <laughs> so yeah, there was a couple of things that I heard because I think our age group, Jessica, because look, I graduated in 01. I think our age group really mentally transitioned to that mind of because things such as um, pensions, they're like extinct, right? So most of like our parents stayed at a particular job because of pensions. Like I'm gonna stay here, I'm gonna retire here, no matter what, even if they hated it every single day, I'm gonna get my pension, right? And so now like our age group is like, okay, what is, and you use the term that I love, is this feeding my soul So to work that, particular job or whatever that may be that's going to bring you joy and i think students that need to really tap into that because one thing that you will do for the rest of your life is pay bills <laughs> and so once you start they do not stop they don't go away so finding something that you can have joy in that's going to pay those bills is very important and then also i heard you say that you you just gave something a shot you know who knew that banking would turn into this passion that you found that you were you know that you've been there for five years and continuing to grow um sometimes we can shut down an opportunity because it doesn't look the way we think it should look so i think that that was a big part of your story that is like hmm, maybe i should consider this uh, so I think that was great. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I'd say that's really it. Like, just because something doesn't look like it's what you want, or um, it doesn't mean it won't serve you well and actually provide parts, things to you that you just didn't even know you needed. And so, um, you know, when a good opportunity comes along, it's worth taking this all a look at and thinking about it and thinking about how it can impact your life. You know, I mean, also there's some cool jobs that involve a lot of travel, but it's at the end of the day, if you sit here and say, do I want to be in a hotel room three days a week? It sounds cool, but is it cool? Is it actually cool? Right. You, know, you have to really do those gut checks of, is that what I want? To some people, sure, maybe it is. To me, no. I, you know, If I travel once a quarter or once every couple months, that's pretty good for me. I love it. Kaj, you got it. any closing thoughts? No, we, um, Jessica, we really appreciate you. Um, you are a big advocate for what College Coaching Network is doing. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate everything you're doing for us um, on, on camera and off camera. Um, and I'm grateful for being able to do some things with the community because I know that you're out in the community doing a lot. Um, if you have any upcoming events for anything, if you want to promote that, by, by all means, go for it. But uh, if not, I'll pass it over to me. Right now, no, I don't have any great, uh, you know, events. I think everything's still kind of locked down. We're trying to figure out this transition process, but, you know, yeah, I just continuously push yourself and, you know, gut check yourself and to make sure you're happy. I think that's the biggest thing I think that people need to understand is teens in college, post-college, you know, am I happy? And, you know, don't just settle for that career because it's where you are currently. Definitely. 
I totally, totally agree. So Jessica, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the 1010 challenge and also being a part of Spotlight Live. Your story definitely, I feel, is going to be inspirational for a lot of students because sometimes we can have that mindset of this is something I have to do versus figuring out, am I going to enjoy this? Work does not have to be actual work. It can be something that you truly, thoroughly enjoy doing. You just so happen to get paid for it. And I think once we get that mentality that makes working so much more enjoyable and fulfilling. So thank you again, Jessica, for coming and taking this 1010 challenge and doing Spotlight Live. Claude, thank you as well. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another College Coaching Network social Spotlight Live. We will see you again, same time, same place next Friday. Thank you, everyone.